You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Wednesday. You know what it means. Today we talk about golf. Golf plays this weekend. The Honda Classic. We'll get to that in a moment. We've got a bunch of college basketball plays as well, which we'll also get to. Remember, SteadyPicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. Sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, Big John, Mustache MMA and, and of course the Steady Pick system plays. The cast is growing. So be sure to sign up completely free. Get all the best bets from all of us all the time. Also, if you enjoy this show, um, and we've got some tweets to read out later, which we'll get to, but if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple or Spotify. We'd greatly appreciate it. Nice five star review. Tell us why you enjoy the show. That would be very much appreciated. And, um, you know, without your support, we can't, we can't keep going. So thank you so much in advance for taking a minute to do that. Ricky, good morning. Good morning, Tom. How you doing? Fantastic. I'm, I've got so many plays to share today. I've got tennis, I've got golf, I've got college basketball, I've got a little bit of everything. So where should we start? Should we start with the golf? Wednesday is golf day, so I feel we're obligated to start with the golf. Yeah, golf gods uh, will not be happy. Let's go ahead and dive into some golf. All right. Honda Classic. Of course, the champions. PGA National, the champions course. Very, very tough course. One of the hardest courses on tour, probably outside of the majors. This is the next hardest course. It's known for the bear trap, 15, 16, 17. Most difficult. One of the most difficult three-hole stretches on the tour. It's only behind a three-hole stretch at Quail Hollow, Pebble Beach, and Murfield Village. This is number four. This course also features a ton of water, water hazards on almost every hole. It's a short, it's a par 70 with 12 par fours. The rough isn't even that tough. The hardest thing about this course is the width of the fairway. So driving accuracy is going to come into effect here. There's also, Tom, going to be an additional element 
to work with this week, which is going to be some winds, 15 to 20 mile an hour winds throughout the weekend. Um, maybe even more severe than that as well. So, And historically, this course has wind to begin with. So the fact that it's going to be windy is going to be a problem. Um, so all around, this should be a great tournament. The average score on this course, I found this interesting, is 70, almost 71 and a half. So a stroke, almost a stroke and a half above par which hmm. makes it the toughest course outside of the major championship courses. Yeah, I, I dug in a little bit on, <clears throat> excuse me, some just like um, historical connections to the winners of like common traits that they've had, Tom. And a lot of the winners have been like people who've play really well on the Bermuda grass. So like, a lot of the Florida golfers, the guys who were born in Florida or moved to Florida that play there a lot, um, like Justin Thomas won here, Ricky Fowler. So mm-hmm. keep in mind, maybe just, yeah, some of these Florida guys might uh, have a little edge. I mean, there's plenty of guys in this field that live, you know, 10 minutes from the course. Uh, Svensson, Adam Svensson, he's 125 to 1. He lives right down the road. He plays here all the time, although he's never, he's only played in this tournament once, but he's played here all the time. Um, our good friend, uh, uh, da, 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 Brooks Kepka lives down the street as well. 10 minutes away from the course plays here all the time. So it should I'm be interesting. curious to hear what you have to say about, uh, any Kepka bets, Tom. And we will get to that because I've got a few things to say. The one thing I want to note is I found this on Twitter um, maybe last week. And there's this account, and I, I have to share this. It may give away my secret sauce here, but I got to share it. There's an account. It's called uh, Dollars Gained Betting at DGBetting underscore. Okay. This guy posts. A before the week starts, before the golf tournament starts, he posts winner profiles is what he calls them. So he looks at the winners of the last five years at this event, at this course, and he sees what they did really well, what they have in common as far as stats go, strokes gained approach, different values, uh, you know, off the tee, around the green, putting, Where did they rank individually? Where do they rank for themselves? You know, just all different kinds of stats. And he breaks down exactly what they all had in common. And I thought this was the most interesting little analysis that I've seen in a long time. Um, So, again, it's at DGBetting underscore. And he posts that. Um, But it's a really, really nice little spreadsheet that he puts together. So I just had to share that. Of note here, he says... As he looks at this, strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach are really the only two things of value. He suggested that strokes gained putting should essentially, in your models, be a 0%. 5% at the absolute maximum, but that's like crazy talk. Should be 1% weighted into mm-hmm. your model. It's not about putting here. 
So, with that being said, take a look at that. It's really interesting. Shows their score, the odds, all this stuff. So, what's interesting is the last three winners, I'm sorry, the last four winners, all ranked number one in the tournament, shots gained T to green. So, strokes, strokes gained total. The four last four winners have ranked number one in that category for the week, you know, for the weekend. Um, so interesting stuff. Anyway, if you do any sort of modeling for golf, you'll find that very interesting and or useful. You know, it kind of helps me make sure that my weights are are proper if I need to adjust a percent or two based on what that shows, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's talk some bets. Who you, who you, who you putting your money on this weekend? Well, I've got a, I've got a lot of plays here as I usually do with the golf because I, you know, I top a three few... plays, top three must bet plays, Tom. Oh boy. Oh, I can't possibly pick. Okay, guys, let me start with this. Guys that I really like this week. And then we'll kind of backpedal into what I want. Guys I really like, obviously, Berger. Neiman is at the top of this list. Sanjay M is there as well. Ryan Palmer, who's one of the best approach players on the tour, has missed two cuts in a row. He's really struggled out in California, out on the West Coast. But he ranks high on this list. Keith Mitchell, Russell Knox, Johnny Vegas. Guys that I like wait, to... Wait, wait, wait. Pause at Keith Mitchell because mm-hmm. that's my first bet. Okay. Um, he's is he, is he looking good in the model? Because I did some digging on this that I'll share with you. He is uh, one of the players. So I took him to win. 33 to 1 was the best number I found. Let me tell you something about my man Keith Mitchell. All right. This guy has historically played well in windy conditions and on the Bermuda. He lives in Georgia, which is not Florida, but it's right. It's very close. And the the Georgia golf is very similar. He's been in the top 15 uh, at Pebble and at the Phoenix Open. So, you know, he's hot right now, too. And if you look at just some metrics like strokes gain t to green um you know just actually just really look across the board and he's just a consistent player tom he's his game is well-rounded this is a name that i think you want to definitely have like a top 10 or a winner on because he's been knocking at the door he won here three years ago i believe three or four years ago as like a 300 to one winner damn yeah, since then, 53rd place and two missed cuts. Well, other, I don't know in what order, but. But he's playing well going in is the important thing to note. So I don't know if he was in previous years, but I'm um, I'm looking, I'm shopping right now as we speak for my my bet on him. 33 is the number I got. Um, and again, some of these numbers I'll share today, I found vastly different numbers of, like elsewhere. 
So BetMGM had the best number for Keith Mitchell, but they did not have the best number on a, a couple of guys, right? You can't have the best number on everybody, obviously. Tom, a top 10 finish for Keith Mitchell on BetMGM is plus 300. That is... That's telling me the BetMGM data likes this guy, too. Right, and I think that's a good spot to... And here's the thing with these with the golf stuff is, like, you find these guys that you really like like that, right? And you'd hate to not have a winning ticket on him if he were to win. But the chance of him winning is very small. And so it's like, when do you start to play the top 10s, top 20s, other things to try and balance it out so you're not just, you know, because he could have a really great tournament and finish eighth and never really have a chance to win. Right. I think the ideal bet on him is to get him like top 20 for plus money if you can. And if that's not there, maybe explore that top 10 because, yeah, I agree, Tom. To win a golf tournament, he's priced at 33 to 1 for a reason, you know. Right, and you want to have a little, like a you know, a little pizza money, a couple of bucks on them, right? But you also want to make sure that you, if there's a guy you really like, you want to make sure you get some actual dollars down on him, on the guy that you like. Yep. So that's where okay. I kind of run into. That's where I personally run into a bit of a wall. It's like I have this list of guys that I think are are going to be good. So, you know, Keith Mitchell was one of them that I really targeted. Russell Knox is another one that I really have on my list of guys to target. He's 50-ish to one, 66 to one at points bet. That's what I'm saying. He was 50 to one at bet MGM, 66 to one at points bet. But like Russell Knox is a guy I'm looking to target. Um, other guys, Billy Horschel, of course, who's been fantastic over the last five, even more, but really the last five let's, tournaments. Yeah, let's pause on him for a second, too, Tom. That's my second bet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Billy him. Horschel is on fire this year. And guess what? Born and raised in Florida, baby. Still lives here. He's a Bermuda guy. Tied 11th at the Farmers, tied for 6th at the Phoenix. Tom, you got to have a Billy Horschel ticket. I think you do, too. Um, Like I said, I found him 22-1 to at points bet. That was the best number that I had found for him. Um, I've got him ranked, obviously, pretty, pretty high in this, in the model. And, you know, he plays well at this course. Strokes gain off the tee, very, very good indeed. Approach he does struggle with. He is the only one of the only negative strokes gained values within the top, you know, fifteen of of the model this week. But you know, it doesn't mean everything, right? You got to weigh into to account that he's playing really well, way better than his normal. And over the last twenty rounds, strokes gained last twenty rounds, he's up there with, you know, Sun J M type of a level how well he's been playing mm-hmm. so I think yeah. Billy Horschel's got to have a play here for sure Um, alright I want to talk to you quickly about Brooks too because that's my third and final 
playing golf. Uh, those are the only three guys that I'll be investing in this week. You're going back to Brooks Kepka. I'm going back to Brooks, and it's interesting because he's had he's had a mixed bag of results here, even in like recent years. Tom, he tied for second here in 2019, and then missed the cut in 2020. Um, you know, it seems like he's the type of guy. It doesn't seem like he is the type of guy that the tougher the course the better he seems to play. You know, it's almost like his game is really built for these difficult courses. And like you noted, with this being outside of the majors, one of the more difficult courses, I expect him to shine. I really do. So I think you'd be crazy not to have a sprinkle because he's not priced as... He's he's got a fair fair ticket price on him right now, Tom. He's not a favorite. See what he is. He's like plus... He's twenty to one. Twenty and I to think, one. I, I mean, think that's, that's not bad. I think that's a joke, Ricky. I think I playing don't. Brooks Koepka played this week well is this a year. joke. How can you say that? He just almost won the waste management a couple weeks ago, or not? Wait, was it? Was the waste management? Yeah, waste management. The price is too short. The price is too short for what you're getting. You could argue that Brooks Kepka is by far the most established. Like, if you're picking one, and this is, it again, a name out of here that a guy who's can't come through and done it the most and cashed, it's it's Brooks by a mile in this field. It's Brooks by a mile, Tom. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's this weird... Look at the resumes. This is one of those things that I think it's the weird... Um, like, we think a certain way about a guy. Like, he's just this, like dog of a winner and certainly he has an element of that but I don't think if you look through the last few years you'll find that he is just this killer of a of a headhunter you know I don't know if you'll I don't know if you find that and the stats certainly don't reflect that either you know his strokes gain numbers stuff like that so I think it's just one of those narratives that that people pick up I don't know I'm not totally bought in, sold on that, if you will. Yeah, he'll he'll be an interesting one this week because, like I said, the, the name value, people will probably gravitate toward him. So, I don't know, but I'll, I'll have a Brooks ticket. There's a good field out here, and he's, you know, he's ranked probably 20th in the model, like down, you know, 20th or so. His numbers are fine, but the ones that are really concerning is ones that we, we talk about, but your personal baseline and your strokes gain last 20 rounds, how are you doing lately? And as opposed to how he normally plays, he's he's playing slightly worse than what his personal baseline, his average, is. And that's kind of concerning, along with the fact that he doesn't... I mean, he plays pretty good at this course, but his adjusted strokes gained is essentially zero. It's a half you gotta a place. You got to place your Kepka bet knowing he could miss the cut, literally. But at the same time, you know, he's he's done it before when no one thought he would. So 
But Tom, give me give me your remaining uh, if you have any other must bets in this tournament. Okay, so yeah, the biggest guys we got to get. We have to have Russell Knox sixty six to one at points bet. We've got to have Billy Horschel. 22 to 1, as we talked about. I do have Sun JM just based on how well he ranks at this course. He's really good at this course. And he's been playing well. Neiman is high on this board as well. But I just don't know if he's going to go do it twice in a row after the putting. That last round, he was like minus almost four strokes gain putting like just the worst putting day I've ever seen in my life. So that's not somebody I'm looking to kind of get behind here now with the short number. Daniel Berger is always a, you know, always a problem. He got cut last week. Back issue. Back issue as well. Yes. So not somebody I really want to back. So Sun Jam, I do have a ticket on as well. <clears throat> and then the two kind of, Props that I made is Jonathan Vegas to finish in the top 20. That's plus 220. I've got him ranked sixth. Um, He's played pretty well. He's pretty good at this course. Numbers line up. The most concerning thing is that his, as opposed to his personal average, he's right on average. So he's not playing better or worse than you would expect Jonathan Vegas to play. However, I think the twenty top twenty at, at plus two twenty is a good number on him with how high he ranks in some of this stuff. The other guy I took a top twenty on, Ryan Palmer, who again has missed two cuts, but before that made two top twenties. Ryan Palmer really good at this course. I th- I'd like to think he's going to turn it around and bounce back here. All right. One last guy to mention, and then we'll move on. Probably the biggest long shot that's popping up on this on the board in the model, and just to share this, I didn't play this, but just figured it'd be worth sharing. Is Patrick Harrington? He's one hundred and twenty-five to one, and he is playing. Pretty good golf. I'm not even sure why he is so high on this. I think he's really good at this course in particular and just an all-around average golfer, right? Like his strokes gain numbers, nothing is going to is earth-shattering, but it's all solid. It's all solid stuff. He's playing way better than his baseline, so he's on the way up. That's a big number there. And um I don't know, 125 to one to pop up this high on the on the list here. He's 14th on the list. He's actually above Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Everybody loves a long shot, so might be worth. You know? uh, yeah, don't know, but that's um, that's pretty much what I got. On some other news, though, Tom, I got back in the win column in college basketball last night, um, tailing Donnie, getting back to my ways of just waiting till Donnie puts his picks up, finding one I like of Donnie's bunch and throwing it up on the Ricky card. 
So uh, we hit UConn. Donnie had another uh, two-in-one day. And the steady pick system play hit as well, Tom, with, uh, I believe, Penn. Was it Yale? So, or Yale, excuse me, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Damn, Ivy League schools, Yale. And uh, also, I was pulling up yours as well, Tom. How did my quarter units do, or your quarter units do? Oh, boy. So, I think we went two for two. All right. No damage. Uh, let's just check this real quick. So, so the under that, Alabama Vanderbilt under one. Uh, Buffalo lost. Northern Illinois won. They actually, uh, they lost by two. So we just cover that. And then North Dakota lost. So it was two and two. We probably lost. I don't, yeah, I don't even know. Point zero zero five units. Yeah, yeah, no, no damage done there. Um, and it looks like, yeah, I was looking at Donnie's plays again. He had a his biggest play was Iowa, who smashed Michigan State last night. Jeez. So today, Tom, I got I got one bet in college basketball that I made. This might have been a big time sucker bet here, but I feel really good about it. And what I did is I. Bet on Duke for the first time all season. I took them on the money line over at BetMGM, minus 185. This is a four and a half point spread. Um, so, you know, I opted for the money line here, but here's the thing, Tom. These two teams played, and let me see, I believe it was like mid February, February 7th. Virginia actually beat Duke in, in Duke, too. So a little bit of revenge factor here, but Duke's playing so well right now, Tom. They looked great against Florida State in their last game. They've been great on the road all season. This is actually the most profitable spot to bet Duke is as a road favorite. Um, So I feel like with Coach K having lost that first matchup, he'll make the necessary adjustments. They're playing well. I expect them to go in and get the win. you know, I always look at the Kempom stuff too. Huge, uh, huge drop off between these two teams. Virginia's down at seventy three, and uh, let's see where I believe we got Duke at ninth in these rankings. But the big difference, Tom, is in the adjusted offense, day and night between these two teams offensively. Duke should run away with this. Um. Sound reasoning. Sound reasoning. Can't argue with that. Um, I do see... I don't see... What number did you say you get on the money line? Because I'm not sure if I see that number. 185. And I, I actually put it in like five minutes ago. So it's it's there. At BetMGM? Uh, BetMGM, yep. Yeah, I'm seeing a 200. Oh my gosh, yep. I got it locked in at 185. It's at 200 now. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm literally... He's moving, um, moving the market, Ricky. My hand to God, literally 10 minutes ago, I got this at 185. So um, that's wild, Tom. I'm moving, I'm moving markets. Let's go. <laughs> that's actually insane. That's the first time I've ever seen it move that quickly off of uh, a bet I made, you know, or just in general. But, hey, 
<laughs> Duke Moneyline. Maybe uh, shop around then, you know, but MGM no longer is, is probably the best spot to get the, uh, Duke here. Yeah, we'll take a look because I, I do have a, a liking for Duke here as well. My numbers on this come to an eight points. They should be eight point favorites is what I bring it to. Um, yeah, they're five at points bet, minus five at points bet. So it's just kind of moving this number. Yeah. Hey, jump on it early. But um, no, I, I do lean to Duke here, actually. Four and a half, five, all looks good. Like I said, I have it at eight. So I think there's still plenty of plenty of room there to take a swing mm-hmm. at it. Um, Very nice, Ricky. I like that. Uh, you got any hoops plays, Tom? I do. I have one two, three, four more. Okay. All at a half a unit. What do we got? Uh, Let's see. Creighton. St. John's. Under 147. I got 141. So big enough discrepancy to pull the trigger on that. Under 139 and a half, Mississippi State, South Carolina. I've got 136, so we'll go ahead and go under on that as well. Xavier, plus two and a half against Providence. Scary little play here, but I bring this closer to a pick so I'll take the two and a half points with Xavier. And then finally, a strange game. One that no one else is looking at. Citadel plus six and a half at Mercer. I have it at four. So six and a half, that's a good play. I like the Citadel, Tom. They've uh they've been cashing for me. They they play teams tough. Which is so weird that you know you're sitting here betting on the Citadel. They they're not really that good at covering, I don't think. Four and six the last ten. Seven and six on the road. Ten and fourteen total on the season covering. But um you know, doesn't always matter. Doesn't really matter. Ah. Yeah, Tom, I'm uh I'm muting myself. I apologize. My I have a brand new laptop and for some reason it's like The Jets are taking making- off. I, when I tell you, I, I think there's like a plane taking off on my desk right now. It's being so loud. I don't know if I overheated it. So I'm going to go on mute until this baby cools down for the <laughs> quality purposes. And uh, yeah, because I heard it yesterday and I kept muting you and unmute. And I'm like, what the hell? Sounds like he's sitting at the airport recording this. I, I felt so bad. This is the last time I'm unmuting just so you can hear. It's definitely me. But. I'll I'll be back as soon as it stops. Yeah, yeah. And uh you probably have you gotta close some tabs there, Ricky. You must have like a hundred tabs open, all your programs open. You gotta you gotta consolidate, close some things down. Can't have that many tabs open flying around at once. <laughs> all right. Um the last thing, man, there's been a lot of picks in this show. This is a lot of picks. Bunch of tennis plays. For those that are interested, yesterday we went two and two. Yelena Ostapenko was the big one that we cashed. 
It was a shame that we didn't get it, the other play out a little earlier. Um, Elise Mertens, plus 170. She was looking like she was going to win anyway, but Petra Kvitova retired from the match. And ultimately, uh, we got the win for it. Tennis today, starting at 7.30 this morning. So right away, get this in. Back to Elise Mertens, plus four and a half games over Annette Contivate. I just think Mertens can keep this close. For her to win is a bit of a stretch, but four and a half games will take the the... We'll take the games. Barbora Krajikova, uh, excuse me, Krajikova, over Yelena Ostapenko. Ostapenko has been on fire, right? She won the last tournament in Dubai. She's rolling over people in this tournament. She looks fantastic. But Krajikova is a different beast. And I don't know if Ostapenko is quite ready for that. So I'm kind of, you know, I just think the number's way too low because of the recent success that Ostapenko's had. Like, if I pull up my, what I have this at, and I will, just because this is a good example of ways that you can kind of take advantage of things out there that maybe don't make sense, right? Um, Let's see here. We go to... Back, Tom. I'm back. Oh, good. The, engine, good, good. Uh, the jet took off. Well, thank goodness. So you just look at the, the serving numbers of, uh, for Krajikova, and you just see it's such a discrepancy against Ostapenko. Uh, in so many categories, the biggest being where there's the biggest difference is a lot of guys will add up, a lot of people, betters, I should say, will add up the whole percentage and break percentage of a player. It gives you a pretty rough idea of how good they are based on what that percentage is added together. Ostapenko, 115, or I'm sorry, Krajikova, 115, Ostapenko, 106. It's a pretty big discrepancy. I have this price minus 185, and I still think that that's like too short because this is valuing who Ostapenko has beat this year, which is better than... Krajikova up to this point. I just think always around this line is super inflated. Um, so Krajikova minus 160, that might bite me in the ass, but we'll see. Igas Fiatek to win 2-1 to one against Daria Kasatkina. I like her to win, but the price is too big. I like these kind of 2-1, to one, you know, saying that Kasatkina will win a set, but Igas Fiatek will will eventually win the match. And then um, I also have the over games of Sviatek Kasatkina. Sviatek struggled a little bit, so I like this to kind of get extended over 19 and a half games in that match as well. Last one, I did play Maria Camilla Serrano. At minus 125 against the American Haley Baptiste. Baptiste is just an absolute head case. Like her her numbers are pretty good, but she's just a nut job. Like if she makes one bad serve or one bad play, the entire match, you can forget about it. So I always like to bet against her when I can get a good price. And uh Serrano is very, very good. How's that for some tennis? 
Hey, Tommy Tennis. By the way, Tom, I meant to send this to you, but uh, one of one of the the key members of the Tommy Tennis crew was asking what happened to the NHL like first period bets that you were doing or whatever oh, yeah. it was the over unders. It seems like you, you lost a few bets and you got scared and ran away from it. What happened? Well, the problem is when. Tennis, see, it goes back to you only have so much time to be good at so many things. So now that tennis has two full tournaments going on in Guadalajara and still in Doha, there's not enough time in the day to crunch the numbers on all this stuff, do the golf model, you know, crunch the numbers for golf, and then also do hockey and talk a little be able to talk college basketball with you on the show you know tom drink a coffee and get it all done <laughs> that's what we have to say to that on top right? of on top of working the, the 12 hour days we already work let's <laughs> add more let's add more to the pile yeah let's take away sleep next and uh <laughs> no but yeah, no but dinner. uh just so you know though we have we have had some multiple people asking about that so you know, if you ever if you ever get some time to dig back in, I know that was a market that intrigued some people. But uh, uh, I thank everyone one other for that. Thank you, and I will do a better job bringing some of that back to the table. Yep. And one other housekeeping note, Tom. The uh, we're building a little, we'll call it a little a little content space. All right, and it's getting closer along. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping the boys will be pushing out some new content, you know, with a new spin. You'll, I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, we're, it seems like we're about a couple weeks out at the most from being able to get rolling. So exciting stuff coming, man. Yeah, looking forward to that. The last tweet that I wanted to read from today, I know we're running low on time, um, was from one of our, uh, you know, he's always tweeting with us and, and interacting with us. So we appreciate it very much. Uh, it's Raider 760. And I asked, who do you have to win the Honda Classic this week? Let's talk about it briefly on the show. So Raider 760 uh, said Billy Horschel or Lowry. Mm. Shane Lowry. And so I just wanted to pull him up on the model and see where we are. I think we we kind of talked all there is to talk about Billy Horschel. We're both on him. You're on him for something, right? Absolutely. He's yeah. one of my my must-have tickets. We ride the horse. <laughs> and uh, I'm on him as well, so that should be pretty self-explanatory there. Somebody we didn't talk about is Shane Lowry. He ranks 16th on the list for the model. And there's really nothing, you know, maybe one that I missed. A guy that I kind of missed looking at. Because all the way around, his number is really, really good. He's good at this course. His last, you know, he's made four straight cuts in his 14th, 24th, 12th, and 9th. Shane Lowry might be a sleepy, good play, although he is 25 to 1. So the odds are, you know, relatively short. But he kind of does everything that you want him to do when you look at this course. So I like Shane Lowry. I approve of the play. I like it very much. He looks like a guy, Tom, that that pounds Guinness. 
if you ever just <laughs> he looked like a guy who'd be fun to hit the bar with lowry the irishman the irishman but i like that one of very few that uh go on tour really on the pga tour anyway Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening today. Hope you had a pen and paper out for all the picks. If you didn't, they'll be up. SteadyPicks.com. All completely free. They'll all be posted there. We'll get them up. ASAP. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. Let's win some let's win some tennis during the day today. What do you say? Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Good luck today.